Hey y'all, welcome to Fast Facts for Gen Z. I'm your host, Callie, and I don't know anything about anything. Join me on my exploration of the world, and I'll tell you everything you ever and never wanted to know through the eyes of Generation Z. Today's episode, the different ways I've experienced aquariums and the importance of caring for your inner child. It's 2020, and I live in central North Carolina, so if you know where that is, it won't surprise you to hear that I haven't been to an aquarium, especially recently, but recently enough to have been a teenager. I'm fairly certain that the last time I went was on a trip to California to see my family. I had never been to California before, or the West Coast at all, so my aunt and uncle and cousins wanted me to get the whole West Coast experience which, of course, meant a day trip to the nearest big city, San Jose, with just the teenagers, no adults. Initially, my anxiety was shouting out that this was a terrible idea. You're letting six teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 run off to a big city all day with no supervision? Luckily, my oldest cousin, Carter, is an incredibly reassuring person, and he let me ride shotgun and marvel at the San Jose architecture and landscape while we drove there, which settled my nerves immensely. San Jose is nothing like central North Carolina. Like, hello, trees? Bring me back my deciduous forest, please. It felt like we were driving in front of those repeating green screens, where it just shows the same hills and cars and rows of houses for miles and miles. I didn't really understand the concept of urban sprawl until driving into San Jose took 30 minutes of driving past identical townhomes. Anyway, our destination was a museum, the Academy of Sciences. I remember it being fairly crowded, which is alarming now, but keep in mind that COVID was not yet a thing. We bought tickets at a kiosk with a screen instead of from a person, which was fun because none of us were especially keen to talk to an adult. Once we were in, though, it was kind of fun to just vibe and wander around and see things without an adult. It was one of the first times I'd been out in public like that without any adult supervision because I never really went many places with my friends even before COVID. We made our way through the butterfly exhibits and signed ourselves up for a planetarium show. They had some snakes on display that were native to the east, so I got to talk about them and how I've seen them in the wild. Caught a couple of them, though there were some venomous ones. If you haven't listened to my episode on snakes, I highly recommend it. We had lunch in the museum cafe, which was nice because it's California, but you know, it's a museum, so not that nice. I really wanted to go through the aquarium, but not that many others did. So we agreed to split up and meet later. Carter came with me, and I'm honestly not sure what the other four did, but we were successfully meeting up later, so I assumed they were fine. This was one of the first times I had been able to walk through an aquarium at my own pace, looking at things I wanted to see for exactly as long as I wanted to see them. Before, I had been on field trips or with a bigger group on a tight schedule, but Carter and I had at least an hour to stroll through the aquarium, and he seemed perfectly content to move as slowly as I wanted to. 
Perhaps he was just being nice, but I was okay with that. It was peaceful. The vibes of aquariums are pretty peaceful already, but I've always found them fairly exciting. We spent ages watching jellyfish slowly move up and down in their tanks. I wish there was a name for the movement of jellyfish. It's just swimming, but it's such a specific motion that I feel like it needs a name. Fish swim, whales swim, people swim, but jellyfish... What? Someone should invent a name for it. In my head, I compare watching jellyfish to watching a fire. You can stare at it for ages, and your mind may wander a little, but there's an incredible stillness and peace that can be found in that space. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I like it, though. In the center of the aquarium, there was the big enclosure with all kinds of fish and coral and decor and other creatures. And on one side, there was a seating area that they probably use for presentations and shows, but at the time it was quiet and people were scattered around, off in their own quiet little worlds, just like we were. We sat off to the side on the very first row, close to the glass, and watched the schools of fish swim by. There was one particular fish who was defending its spot in the coral with a ferocity that rivaled a sled dog fighting for food. I have no idea what kind of fish it was, but it certainly had personality. Carter and I watched it for a long time. I wonder if it regularly guarded that spot in the coral reef, or if it just picked it for the day. I'm sure every creature in that enclosure has a personality. I bet the keepers and staff are pretty familiar with them. Marine biology isn't a field I'm interested in, but I think it would be really neat to become familiar with all the fish. We were almost ready to move on to meet up with the group again, when we walked past one of those machines that presses pennies with the little pictures on them. I mentioned that I always wanted them when I was little, and I had always asked my parents for them, but they always said no. Carter said that the same thing had happened to him, and we laughed about our shared childhood experience, and then almost moved on and walked away without a second thought. We were nearly past it before we both stopped and thought, wait, we're here, without adults, with money. We don't have to ask anybody for anything. Truly a revolutionary idea, I know. So we went and spent a couple quarters and each got a penny just because we could. We didn't need this, obviously. I think I got one with penguins on it, but I couldn't tell you for sure because I have no idea where it is. <laughs> That's how little this was. It didn't have a big impact. But it wasn't for us. You know, it wasn't for 16-year-old Callie and 17-year-old Carter. It was for the children that still live inside of us, who see something small and fun and want it just because it's there. I saw a post online recently that talked about perceiving age as not something you just turn and you are, but something you gain. Like when you're a kid, on your 10th birthday, you don't feel 10. You're barely 10 years old. You have everything you learned when you were 9, and also when you were 8 
and seven and six and so on. You have all of those ages and you barely have 10 yet. After a few months go by, you finally get used to calling yourself 10 because now you've gained the experience that comes with being 10. In Spanish, I believe that when you say how old you are, like, I am 10 years old, it directly translates to something more like, I have 10 years. And you do. You have 10 years of experiences and knowledge and emotions. So when I was 16, I also had 15 and 14, and I had every year of childhood with all the wants and needs left over. So when I saw the penny machine, it was something I still wanted and something I could easily give to the child inside me. I think it's important to take care of your inner child. If you just work, just do things we think of as adult things, it's easy to burn out. I always have plenty of schoolwork to do, but I also keep coloring pages on my desk just in case I need them. I have stacks and stacks of plays and books to read, but I also keep my favorite kids' book series on a shelf above my bed for an easy trip back to the simple joys of being nine or ten. Most of my childhood toys have been donated over the years, but you can still find stuffed animals scattered on shelves around my room. Even if I don't use them or interact with them at all, they're there. And the child inside me knows that. For me, working with kids keeps me connected to my inner child. Last week, I brought a few really tiny pumpkins, like the little decorative ones, to the girl I babysit, and we drew on them with Sharpies. Once, on a rainy day, she wanted to make a checkers board out of a piece of cardboard and rocks. Mind you, she has a checkers board. But sometimes things are better when we make them yourself. It reminds me to take a step back sometimes. Step away from social media. Step away from the media in general, really. Everything that asks us to look older, impress people, be serious, worry about everything, helps me step, step away from it all. It's not easy, of course. Anything perceived as immaturity is frowned upon, at least in high school. Taking care of your inner child isn't talked about in the media or anywhere, really. Men, especially, are never told to take care of the little kid. Which is part of the reason that I'm really glad Carter and I decided to get ourselves pennies. When else will he be told to do something like that? When will his brothers? His friends? You don't see boys being advised to journal. You don't see boys being advised to color. You don't see boys being advised to put any kind of energy into taking care of their emotional selves. They're taught to bottle up their emotions. Because feelings make you weak, make you not a man. They're told that some things make them girly, and that being girly is the worst thing you could be. But all the boys you know still have kids inside them too. They still have six and seven and eight just like us. I don't know. Maybe those kids want a pressed penny too. Thank you for listening to Fast Facts for Gen Z. 
You can follow this podcast to be notified when new episodes come out. And you can find transcripts of every episode on my website at www.fastfactsforgenz.wordpress.com. This is Callie, signing off.